Yeah, the day of the finale reaches, we go. Um, so the celebrations were uh, the Afro DJ Festival. That's when, because Energy Energy was like an official partner. Mm-hmm. So that's when they announced the winners of, you know, the, the winning team, the winning crew that is going to be joining Energy Radio. And I'm there, like, you know, all looking bougie and nice. Yeah. And yeah, I was looking, man, like that night I was looking so good. In fact, <laughs> so guess what? That night, the, there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of artists and dancers, famous people that came from Nigeria, from South Africa, from like all those countries. They were all like you know, uh, invited to come for the event because it was quite regional and all that. So surprisingly, <laughs> when I reached when I reached the event, mm-hmm. people thought I was some sort of like big celebrity Celebrity. From abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Gawai, yeah. you are coming to because I don't know. I'm like, oh yeah, we need to holiday. Yeah, we a holiday. But like everywhere I'm passing, people are giving me way. Like, oh my gosh, like when I want to move, so they like, come and need them holiday. I'm just there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mujevale, Mujevale, Mujevale. My name is Bane Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to forget to hit record. I did that one time where I did a whole podcast and I forgot to hit record. All right, my brother, my guy. <laughs> welcome to the yep. podcast, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm I'm really honored to be here. Um, it's a blessing. Yeah. Thank you. When I messaged you that I've been following you, um, whatever you do, I don't even know how we got connected. That's, that's the first part I wanted to like talk about. Like, how did we get connected? Cause I know all of a sudden we we're following each other on Instagram. Do you by chance yeah. remember when, or when you think we connected? Um, so I don't know if you remember, but, um, so I first actually got to know of you. I think in 2021. So I, I was a part of uh, the Media Challenge Initiative Fellowship Program. Yeah. And uh, you, I think you sent in a video wishing us well or something like that when we had our our radio week, our radio and podcasting week. So our trainer showed us a video of you saying hi to us and you know wishing us all these good things, welcoming us into the media world and everything. <laughs> You know? That's exciting. And that was my guess. And I I wrote it down because I had some notes that I wrote down. Like my guess was that's when, because I know you've been part of the media um, challenge initiative and Ali connected with me. Uh, you remember Ali? And I did uh, the, the recording of telling people about podcasting and 20, yeah, 2021, um, I was just studying. But he reached out to me. He's like, hey, would you mind doing this? And I love that. I love talking to people. So I was like, cool, yeah, I'll do it. And then I did it. And he showed it there. And that's when... So after that, yeah, I think that's when we we, we connected on the internet. And then seeing you in the studios of... Um, I don't know what the radio was called, but it was part of that. I think where you guys go and practice or do your training. And that's when I started doing that. So I started watching that. Although we have never we had never communicated. I was like, oh that's really cool. But it it's cool that that's when it all started. I'm I'm happy for that opportunity that you get to me to know about me. I got to know about you. And it, it's pretty cool that that's how that's how we met. Um 
yeah, it's been it's been amazing watching your journey, and that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. Because、um, a lot of people out there don't know what you've been through, and I've seen that in my personal life where people see you on the internet, but they don't really know your journey, and then people will judge you based on what they see on the internet. But like, once somebody Follows your journey. It's kind of like them going in your footsteps to know what you've been through, to know how you got where you are, and what you've been through throughout the journey. So basically, that's what we're going to be talking about. All the stuff you do, and some fun stuff that might come up as we talk. But that's kind of the route we're going to take for this recording. But one thing I wanted to start with was Shaq, Big Boy Shaq. How how did you <laughs> land on that? <laughs> okay.、Um... <laughs> So, <clears throat> so let me start by telling you.、Um, as a baby, I was a very big, <laughs> big child. I was a big baby.、Uh, <clears throat> so, a lot of times, people used to tell my mom that you, you produced a bomb, you produced、uh, some grenade or something. Like this is not a child. This thing is so big. It's so huge. Big chicks. I couldn't even walk, man. <laughs> you know, even 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 when I became a toddler, it was so hard for me to walk. I think, you know, you know how kids walk early or anything. I didn't do any of that.、Hmm. I started walking when I was like it was a late kind of walking. Yeah, I was that kind of big child, big and bubbly. So、uh, a lot of times they called me a big child, a chani chinene, but I never really took it on. So、um, there's a time when this song came out.、Uh, is it you want to chill with a big boy? Yeah. You want to chill with a big boy? You remember that song? You want、right? to bum bum? <laughs> yes,、yeah. exactly. So the the song really was, you know, it, it was so popular here here in Uganda, in Africa actually. Let me say, and、um, I, I think it was、uh, 2022 New Year's. The song was still, you know, on TikTok and everywhere trending, and like at, at that point,、um, I wanted a stage name. For a long, for a very long time, I wanted a stage name. I, I mean, people used to know me as Ishak, Ishak, and Suvuga.、Mm-hmm. But then I wanted something that you know is a little bit different. So my best friend,、uh, she's called Michelle, just comes up to me and you know she's like, you know, you're big, like you're a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you call yourself big boy? Yeah. And I think of it, I'm like big boy. And、then I add shark. You know,、mm-hmm. I remove the eye from the shark. Yeah. Big boy shark. And then someone tells me, but you know, there's big shark in Canada or somewhere. Hey, there's one yeah, in America. Yeah, I was gonna tell you, there's one in America. Uh, Shaq O'Neal. He played basketball. He's huge. Like he's big. So when actually that's the reason behind why I asked you that name. And it's funny because you explain it that way because this guy is like huge, and I think his podcast is called Big Shark, and so. That's that's that's. I think that's what they were. That's the one they were talking about. Either Canada. Or, I don't know if there's one in Canada, but I know definitely there's one、yeah. in the states. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's how it started, and you know, it was like a joke.、Um, so I go I go down to my Twitter, like, and everywhere on social media, and then I change my like you know my my handles to Big Boy Shark, and then I make a post, and 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 then I think I said something like for 2022, welcome. Big boy shark,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and it you know it just went viral on Twitter because I have all these friends that are big influencers. They just kept on you know just pu- like pushing it and pushing it, and before I know it, at my workplace, people are calling me big boy shark or、mm-hmm. big boy. 
and <laughs> a lot of a lot of people ask me but i mean you're not that big why are you you're right that's, that's what i was gonna say i was I'm gonna like, say you don't you're not that big compared to the the shack i was telling you about like you're not that big i mean you're big but like these like big big people <laughs> it's crazy but yeah that's 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 how it started and I think I like it. I, mm-hmm. I don't even feel the need to change to anything. Right. I'm, I'm just going to be big boy shark. Like, I, that's don't, it. I don't think you should change. I think I like the name too. Like it's a good, like with what you're doing, like it's a good name. Like when somebody knows that, like big boy shark, like even when you work on the radio, like you don't really have to be big to to use big boy shark. Like, you know, it's kind of somebody will it'll even bring questions to people. Like, why did he choose big boy? Like if somebody looks at you, like you're not that big, but then you use big boys, he'll be like, why did you choose big boy? So they, it's like a, a conversation starter. Like, that's exactly why, how I started my podcast, like set off this podcast because of, I wanted to know why you picked big boy shark. So like anywhere you go in like, that's, that's your name. Like you, you shouldn't change it. So, I'm going to become a U.S. citizen like next week. And so mm. that makes me an American. But my podcast is the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. So I'm not, I don't yeah. think I'm going to change the name of the podcast like from the Ugandan Boy Talk Show to like the Ugandan American or like the yeah. American Talk <laughs> That's That's my brand name. I'm going to keep the Ugandan Boy Talk Show no matter what happens in life. Like, so it's it's the name that I've been going with. So that's the same way like I feel... You should just stick with Big Boy Shack. People know it. You've used it on social media. It's a brand name. And it's cool. It's a good name. So you should stick Thank with you, it. Man. So, like, what is your, like, school background? I like to ask people about that. Because recently when I record with people on podcasts, like, I asked them about school. Because I went to all my education besides after senior six. That's when I came to the States. But I asked people about their high school mm-hmm. background to just kind of know. Maybe I might be talking to my OBO or something. <laughs> Where did you go for yeah. school? <laughs> yeah. Um so um I think I'll 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 first go to um you know the the initials um that's primary school. Actually even kindergarten. Yeah. So um the very first school I went I went to for kindergarten was um a Muslim school. So I'm from a Muslim family. I'm Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um very many people don't know that. I I, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Is your Shad. Muslim name Shaq? Shaq is a Muslim. Yes. Yeah. Because the guy here in the States too is a Muslim, I think. Yeah. Because Shaq, yeah. Not very many people have that name in Uganda. Like, not very, it's not very common. Now, the funny thing is, Ishaq is just uh, the Muslim version of Isaac. Okay. Aye, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Pretty much. I first went to a Muslim school for kindergarten. And um, I, I mean, I come from a very strong, you know, uh, like a very strong Muslim family. And uh, they wanted me to uh, study religion, to study Islam, to know my religion and, uh, you know, all that. Yes, I went to a Muslim kindergarten and it was a bit harsh. <laughs> I won't even lie to you. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't easy at all. Um, I'm at this school and, you know, the sheikhs are very strict people. I don't think there is any religion that has people that are as strict yeah. as the Muslim, you know, Muslim faith leaders. I'm not a a Muslim, but I agree with you because I lived in Chiwuli for a while and would pass by this place where the imams or the sheikhs were like, they were teaching the kids and like they were really strict. Like, I agree. And I I know a lot of Muslim friends and I grew up with a lot of Muslim friends too. Yeah. So I go go to this kindergarten and I think I only spent the, 
just a couple of months. I didn't, it, it didn't even go to a year. And I wasn't really being taken, you know, care of properly as, as a child, as a kid. You know, kids are supposed to be, um, I mean, it's not even pampering, but they need to be taken well care of. Uh, they need to be fed properly, uh, you know, cleaned and everything. So I spent uh, just a few months and then um, my parents just came to visit me sometime and they just found the situation wasn't good. So I had to switch and go somewhere else. So they take me to another school in um, um, around Munyonyo Buziga. That's mild care parent school. Uh, it was new at the time, but very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually, it was one of the best schools at that time. I don't know about now. Yeah. You know, things keep on changing. Yeah. So I go to mild care. I be there for my uh, for part of my kindergarten. I study from there the whole of my primary school. I was I want to believe I, I, I mean I was a brilliant child. Yeah. I want to believe I'm still brilliant. I <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know you're brilliant. Very good grades at school. Um, disciplined. Uh, I didn't get suspended or expelled or anything mm. ever at all in my life. Throughout the whole, okay. yeah, okay. I've never, I've never. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a, like a, I didn't get an official written suspension, but I got kicked out of school. Like the head teacher just told me, "Go home. We'll call you back." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I leave my old care. I go to now for secondary. I really went to a couple of schools. I might even forget some, <laughs> but <laughs> I, no, like honestly, um, I was quite adventurous. Um, so I went to, uh, there's a school in Kaboa called um, Kaboa High School. I went to Kololo. Um, there's a school, Kololo, Kololo. I think it's either Kololo Kolo High. Kolo yeah, Kololo High. I think I know. Yeah, Kololo High, must be. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and in these schools, I would, I would spend there just months and then like go to a different What school. was the reason behind that? I, I was quite adventurous. Because <laughs> if, if, if you never got suspended, if it wasn't for... Because I yeah. know a lot of people who get suspended are the ones who change schools all the time. Like they suspend you from the school, yeah. you go to the school. So like if that wasn't the yeah. reason, what was the reason to... The biggest thing here is I came from a very good and well-grounded primary school. It was like an international school. Mm-hmm. So every time, like, I think, um, you know, my relatives would decide for my mom to take, take the child to this school. And I would reach there and I don't like it there. Maybe they have certain things that they're, they're doing and I just, I, I can't be there. Yeah. So I will tell, talk to my mom and be like, okay, you know what? Let's yeah, go I somewhere like, else. I don't like the I food. Can't, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I don't like the food. I don't like... You know, there, there are a couple of things. Yeah. And, 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 and some of these schools were actually Muslim schools. And, you know, they always have, you have to wake up so early. Mm-hmm. They, they beat you up to go to For go out to life. You don't pray, yeah. my friend. You're going to be beaten, like, every time. <laughs> so, a lot of things, a lot of things, honestly. So, every time I, I, I wouldn't want to, uh, you know, to be in the space, I would tell my mom properly. And then she'll be like, okay, now where do we go? And then we'll get another school. So, uh, yes, um, I said Kololo. I think for Kololo, I was there for like only two or three months. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Do you remember why you... Do you remember the reason why you didn't like Kololo? Kololo was a very rowdy place. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's it's in the middle of the city. It has very many of the uh, students that used to go there at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them were thugs. It had so many people that would, you know, they, they were bullies. They were, 
they're always like trying to yeah. you know like find some some trouble and uh, you know just you know like i saw a lot of kids being beaten up yeah. or you know things would happen for some reason i kept myself out of that trouble but i was afraid something might You're gonna happen be a victim to yeah old kampala is like that too like middle of the city and kids form all over and they do a lot of like crazy stuff yeah i think what made matters worse sometime was um i think there was a time when something happened in in the city and then tear gas mm-hmm. found its way into the school mm. and when i saw tear gas <laughs> i told i told my mom i'm done <laughs> i can't yeah why am i why am i gonna be in a school that that, that has tear gas i mean tear gas kids are crying i mean it didn't it didn't reach me because our classroom was somewhere a little bit distant mm-hmm. but like it just happened and and, and it, you know it was the time uh when i don't know if it were elections or it, it was elections or something mm-hmm. something was up definitely something was up in the, in the city but yeah tear gas happened and that was it so i left kololo and i went to another school in kawanda called bogomix secondary school i know so, my, my cousin went to that school i don't know if you know i don't, yeah. I don't know there's a lot of kids my cousin went to bogomix <laughs> he was a soccer player jonathan mudova jonathan mm. he went to the Mbogomix. i might i might know him by face yeah so i go to bogos uh, bogomix secondary school and now that's when i'm when i was in um, senior two senior two third time i went there I think in third term or second term, something like that. So I go to Mbogo. I be there for, uh, I mean, for the rest of uh, senior of senior two uh, up to senior three. Now in senior three, a strike happened okay. at Mbogo. I mean, you shouldn't even be surprised. We're talking about Muslim schools here. Anything can make the kids, you know, strike and uh, just be troubled. Uh, we had. the feeding wasn't that good mm-hmm. the teachers would always find a, a reason to beat you even for the smallest and most minor things they would cane uh, the, the students so it was really bad so a strike happened and for that pombogo i really wanted to be there honestly i was i kind of had you know adapted to the whole um, lifestyle there i was i was a prefect um, what was i doing i was a prefect Um, what was your post as a prefect yeah yeah i, I was a prefect i think assistant information prefect or something okay. like that because i i was part of the news club yeah mm-hmm. so when the strike happened my my parents were like okay you know what we're done with bogo i i really felt bad oh yeah because <laughs> you liked bogo yeah yeah i liked bogo my friends were there i had i think that's the first school where i had really gotten you know kind of popular i'm like kind of a minor celebrity at yeah. school and and then I'm like, man, I'm going to leave all these my fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I live in Bogo and they take me to a school that I didn't want to go to. Now, this was a Catholic school. Yeah. So imagine the switch from Muslim to, to Catholic, Catholic school. Yeah. First of all, at Bogo I was doing um a subject called Islam. Islam was um it it wasn't compulsory, but if you were a Muslim you had to do it. Right. So I was doing Islam. I go to a Catholic school that doesn't have Islam <laughs> and I have to fit in. And then for them, CRE yeah. is compulsory. Christian <laughs> <religious> <laughs> <education>. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was so hard because I had never done CRE in my entire life. Yeah. You didn't even know what the heck is about. It was crazy. It was crazy. But then, yeah, I found a way to fit in. Um, 
And I think what, that what's the name of the school? Like, uh, Saint Saint Denis uh, Sebuguao. That's I think he's a martyr or something. Okay. So yeah, I go to Saint Denis. Um, I, I yeah, it, it wasn't really that favorable at first. The kids would look at you as someone who's showing off. I mean, you're from the bigger school you've come to now is smaller. So I I settled in. Um, I think my 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 mom was was friends with no. Okay, my my family actually because even my grandma. My grandma knew the 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 head teacher of the school. Okay. So there were friends. They had you know that that whole family friends thing going on, and the head teacher had her eyes on me all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that can be a blessing and a disguise sometimes because if somebody know, I like to be in a place where nobody knows me and just kind of hide under the radar like you do stuff and but I was gonna say like from that experience I went to a Catholic school too and you shared two things that connect with my story too like uh, there's it's a school that I left that I really loved I mean it's opposite of yours because you went to the school that you didn't like but I went to Chisubi Mapea it's on in Tebe Road, and it's a Catholic mm. school. That school, you have to go to the mass. Like they beat you if you if you don't go to mass. And I'm not a Catholic, so you have to go to their mass. You have to like they are so strict. But the school life was fun. I loved the school. I made a lot of friends. But in Form Five, me and my buddy was like, nah, enough of this. We should go to a different school. So we made our like we're gonna go to a different school. So in the holidays, I convinced my parents how bad the school is. I was like, I can't go back to that school. And then my friend had to do the same thing to his parents. But his parents said no and my parents said yes. <laughs> so they, so we split up and I was mad about that because if my if I knew that his parents said no, I would convince my parents to say no so I can come back to the school because I didn't want to leave all my friends. But I, I ended up changing school and my friend going back to school so we split up um at the point yeah when you talked about the mass i remember now the mass uh the rosary the, the oh, way rosary. Of the yeah cross, yeah they have one in like may something may and then i think in november the month of the rosary dude we would stand for like two hours just reciting rosary. hell mary full of grace like you go through the whole thing i'm like oh my god <laughs> i know i know so yeah the school i mean I found my way through it. Um, I honestly, yeah, there were all those, you know, hard things, all those hardships and everything, their religion. and But, like, I found a way of, you know, adapting. We have to adapt mm -hmm. to situations in life, honestly. That's true. And I, I, had, met, I had met some good friends. Um, so I was there. Yes, I finished my O-level from there. And I, I actually went back for A-level. I felt like if I go somewhere else, it might be a little bit harder for me to settle in. And these are... Like only two years, I have to really do my best to, you know, to excel and get what I want out of it. Uh, so when I was in my A-level, when I, when I came back for A-level, now my younger sister was joining senior one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they brought her to that school because she wanted to be in the same space as me. You, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> they, bring her, they bring her on board and... I, I just kept on telling her, why don't you go to a different school? This is, yeah. I mean, this isn't that good. You, I don't think you would like it here. But then she, she wanted to be with me. So, yeah, she, she was brought on board. And, yeah, it was, it was good. Because um, I feel like my younger sister, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously older than her, but she's way more responsible. She's, I don't know. You know, you know how you have that younger sibling who's like, I, I don't know. 
she has like that big sister aura mm-hmm. around her yeah. yet she's younger than me yeah so <laughs> so she she I want to believe she took care of me when I was at school. Mm-hmm. Um, she would always check on me. I mean, if I have something. And then she, she always, she had very good, uh, you know, financial habits. Like she would spend her money wisely. So sometimes you're out of cash and then she asks you, oh, you don't have money. It's cool. Let me give you some <laughs> money, you know. Yeah. Oh, you want this? What do you want? Uh, so she kept on like really being that, that good person around, like my, my best friend in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had to finish before her because I mean she had to continue. She was new to she was new in high school. So when I finished, she she also went to another school okay. because she didn't want to uh, she, she she didn't want to be there without me. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a very good school. So in my level, I did um, the subjects I studied. I studied uh, now. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I told you that I was new to the whole CRE yeah. Christian Religious Education. Uh-huh. Now, I studied it so well when I was finishing my Olive I had a distinction, a D1. Wow. Then I also had a D1 in uh, literature, in English. Uh, then I, um, I had, um, which, what was the other? No, I didn't do fine art. Did I? I think I did. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> like I went, when I went to Olive I did literature, uh, literature in English. I did, divinity? I did fine art as well. Yeah. And then di- plus divinity. divinity wow. Is, Divinity is like um, CRE, but, you know, the advanced kind of. Mm -hmm. That's crazy that you did that. And I'm like, for my listeners, like people who are listening to this podcast in the US, I know they don't know what our like classes and stuff are like, but like what like Shaq is talking about and like two religions, like being a Muslim studying Christianity. It's like you being a Christian, you go to study Islam. Like it's totally two different things. I mean, there's a little less similar with the names. Like we talked about Alia, like Isaac and Ishak, like st- stuff like that. But like when you go to study the whole curriculum, like it's totally different. And it's not easy at all. So for him to do that in like A level, which is an advanced level as a, like a a subject, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Like it's like it's not a lot of people can do yeah. it and pull it off. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, I have this uncle who told me, when you go to A-level, you have to do what you did best. Right. You have to do something that is going to make you get the good grades. And yeah. of course, we're looking for the good grades. Mm-hmm. And if it takes me to the career path that I want, then, you know, why not? Yeah. So you have to ignore all the, you know, religious biases and all these things that people talk about. I think for me as... Um, as a person, like, I respect every religion, honestly speaking. Right. Like, many of my friends are Christian. Many of my friends uh, are Muslim. Many of my friends don't even believe that God exists. Right. But I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. You know, you, you just have to be open-minded as a person. That's, that's, how, that's how you can live best. Yeah. And that's how I am, too. Like, I'm a Christian. But like I said, I have a lot of friends who are, like, Muslims. I like, I'm, when I was in Uganda, I lived with my Muslim friends that would pray in the house where we lived. I didn't care anything. I even went to a mosque one time to just escort my friends and just go there just to be like company. And they would go to church with me. Like we just lived like a free life. We don't we don't care. Like one of my big Muslim friends, shout out to Huzaifa. He came and helped us build the church, like our church. He was there. Like build. We have that relationship of just like, we don't care. We're still human beings and we still care about that. Uh, you touched on one uh, cl- subject that you did. Uh, 
I kind of going to lead us to the next segment of this conversation of like how you got into radio. You are the radio king. I've seen that on your um, uh, profile anywhere. It's good to claim that and to know that you are king. You are the best in what you do. Um, as long as you, you're your very first supporter, not, somebody else is not going to give you the title, but you give yourself that title to claim it and show other people that, yeah, this is what I believe I do best. But how after your school, or even if it started while you're in school, how did you get the love for radio and what was your beginning journey for the radio? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because I <laughs> I wasn't that in love with radio at first. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a TV presenter. Okay, I wanted to work on television so bad that I kept on trying every other time. In fact, even when you look at the co-curriculars that I did in school, um, I, I did a lot of debate. Um, I did a lot of uh, poetry. I was I was a poet before I became anything else. Um, <clears throat> I did a lot of um, what else? Uh, please, you know, all these things that make you very eloquent and confident, and uh, you know, very comfortable into public speaking. Into uh, you know that that just build your your self esteem as a speaker as a person. Right. So I did a lot of those things in school. Um, growing up now i wanted to work on tv <laughs> i didn't want to work on radio <laughs> that's a fact and uh i i remember this one time when when i was in senior four um i i tried to apply to work for one of the local tvs here one of the local channels here in uganda and they they refused to hire me and their, their reason was because i was young i, I think i was 15 or 16 hmm. And they told me, no, we can hire you on short-term uh, you know, basis because you have to go back to school and all that. And I understood. I was like, okay, easy, cool. Let's stop there a little, a little bit because this is why I love podcasts. Podcasts is not like airtime air like on, on radio time or we're supposed to finish the show at this time and or a TV show. On a podcast, you can talk as long as you can. And I want to dissect these things because you talk about something really important that I really love. And I, I talked about it a few episodes ago about somebody telling you no. And I like to share my own experience with somebody because we are talking about this and I know a lot of people out there are going to listen to this episode and I want my podcast for people to learn something from it. Like we have a lot of fun laughing and all that, but like lessons, life lessons. And when you say they, their reason was because you're young, I applaud you to be 15 and feeling like I'm ready. I want to go do that. Like you, nobody forced you to go apply for that. You say, you know what? I want this. This is what I want. For them to say no because you're young, it's also like the same thing as people saying no because you don't have experience. And I'm assuming at 15, you've never worked on any TV. That was be your first yeah. thing, so you don't have experience. And this goes out to all the CEOs or whatever. When somebody takes the courage to apply, give them a chance. Whether they have experience yeah. or not, if that person doesn't match the level you want you help them out and if they still don't match it let them go because they have failed but i hate it when somebody says no right out of the beginning of the application before even giving somebody a chance to even try it and that's where my yeah. problem is at so to everybody people when they tell you no i going to say like no means next opportunity that's why the end also like yeah. if somebody says no try somewhere else but i wanted to pass that mention me message out there because we've seen a lot of that we've seen a lot of 
people saying, we want somebody with 15-year experience, and here comes a 15-year <laughs> boy who wants, wants a job, wants an opportunity. Like, people should consider that and give these people an opportunity. And when that person can't match that, because there's a lot of talent that's been killed by just saying no. Sorry to cut you short, but yeah. I, had to, I wanted to put that across there. That's actually true. Um, and, you know, the thing is, when you reject, when, when you refuse to uh, give an opportunity to someone who's like 15, sometimes it, you know, demoralizes them. It makes them feel like they're not good enough. Because I think I, think I felt that for, like, for a while, though I, I want to believe my positive, my positive thinking really, you know, helps me, me a lot when it comes to uh, such thoughts. So, yeah, anyways, um, I... I thought to myself and I was like, okay, you know what? It's cool. I'll get something else somewhere. So, I mean, it's on the end of the world. It's, it's the first time I'm trying out something. So um, that was in senior four. Um, so I go study my senior five. Uh, then I think, I think it must have been senior five or senior six. That's when there's a new channel, a new television channel that is part of UBC. It's called Magic One HD. I don't know if you've heard no, of it. I don't think I've not heard it. Yeah, it, it came. It came around um, in in like 2017 or 18. And these people, when they came on board, um, they were looking for presenters. They wanted people to submit uh, videos, uh, video de demos when they are trying to do, you know, shows and, and 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 you know, trying to present their ideas to them and you know, to pitch themselves as presenters. And I I did that with some some of my friends so we were we were five uh and we, we we all had the tv dream we wanted to work on tv we were very young fresh and excited so we record a very nice demo and uh you know we, after recording it you had to post it on your socials no 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 you had to send it to them actually you had to send it to them and then they post it on their socials and then you get your people to go and like the video okay. and the videos that get you know the top likes uh, the most liked videos are the ones that, uh, you know, stand the higher chance of um, of getting the job, of getting the gig, of getting hired. So we did that. We were in the top. But it turned out that this was a scam. This wasn't real. Really? So <laughs> <laughs> did they ever post the videos, though? Yes, they posted the videos. But I think they were looking for traffic on their social media pages because Got they were you. new. Oh, mm. that makes sense. Huh. So, huh. Yeah, it it was very bad man it was it was quite hurtful like to us did you have um, to spend any money people. or anything did they ask for money at all or they just wanted follow following and attention just following and attention mm. really that that's just it so but then what happened was you know we were five um but all the three other guys really got so demoralized and they dropped out of the dream like they were like okay you know what we need to get something else. Yeah. We can't just keep on doing this. So it's only me and my other friend uh, called Ivo who just kept on, you know, being positive and, you know, keep, we just kept on trying and believing that something good is going to come out of it. So I remember talking to um, one of the guys that I saw, I think, I, I don't remember where, where I met this guy, but it was online. And I asked him how, you know, how I can get, to work on TV. I think he was working with NTV or something. And when I talked to uh, this guy, he's right now we're, we're friends. So when I talked to him, uh, he told me, oh, there is this uh, place, it's called, uh, there's this organization, it's called the Media Challenge Initiative. They train young journalists and, you know, but then at that time, 
I was I was in senior five, I think, still. So I mean, they train young journalists, but quote unquote young journalists who are at the university. Okay. So if you're not at the university, you can't get in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was still. I felt the need. I had the urge to like you know just get into it, but then I didn't have. There wasn't anything I could do at the time. I just had to study, finish my high school, go to campus, go to the university. And then study journalism, and then that's that would be my direct pass to mm-hmm. uh, the Media Challenge Initiative to get trained and get all the skills and equipped with all that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finished my high school, go to uni. Um, I went to Kampala International University. Mm-hmm. I I did a degree in uh, journalism and communication, and then that's how I got to learn of the Media Challenge Initiative. Now, the Media Challenge Initiative has. Um, it has the inter-university media challenge uh, contest or competitions that happen yearly, like annually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I participated for the first time. That, that was in 2019 when I was in my first year. I was, you know, I was young. Yeah. I was new, you know, new to the whole thing. No experience, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I participate. Uh, and, you know, there's, <laughs> there's this thing with universities and, and treating Treating people that are new as the fresh, I mean, at that time, uh, you, when you're new to university, the people that are in second year or third year or fourth year tend to like bully you yeah. into believing you're not good enough. What they do takes. that to everybody, even like senior ones in high school, like senior ones. Yeah. So I, it was it was really hard for me to get into the the you know the competition because. All these, um, all these people that were years above us kept on saying, no, you guys are new. You're going to have all these chances for us. We're living. Why don't you leave everything to us? You don't even have the experience. You're going to make us lose. It's a competition. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot, man. It was yeah. a lot. But then I found my way because for me, I always go for what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Go for what I want. And I do whatever I take. So um, I, I was friends with one of the, the, the lecturers that were program. So I told him, I have to be in this, man. Like, I have to be in this. I deserve to be in this. I'm a student of journalism. So you can't, you can't bring all that, you know, to make me not be into it. I have to. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a spot. Uh, but of course, it was mine. It wasn't like, you know, uh, the spotlight. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I, I, did, um, I did a story. So... In the competition, there, there's always uh, radio, there's uh, news, uh, there's TV. Uh, so for TV, they do what what's like news broadcasting, but for TV, uh, there's uh, there's writing, obviously, there's photography, uh, there is videography. It's it's really a lot. It's a whole competition. Yeah. It has was that the same competition that Hannah was in? Because I hosted Hannah, one of yes. your friends, Hannah and Nitre. Okay. Now for Hannah, for Hannah, she participated uh, like years after. Because for me. I, I, I was with the Media Challenge Initiative earlier on. Okay. So Hannah, Hannah is one of like the new fresh faces that okay. you know have gotten into it like recently. <clears throat> so um yeah, twenty nineteen happens. Um I participate. Um I did I did a solutions report on climate change. I think what the theme was climate change and uh disaster risk reduction, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a story on solutions, um, then someone else did the impact story. So, But then, surprisingly, for someone with, without experience, I didn't win, but I was, um, I think I was the second runners-up or something like that. Yeah. 
so I was the second runners up. I got excited. So I had the chance because if you're runners up, you can apply for the for their for their media fellowship that happens the like the the following year. But I didn't apply for the fellowship because uh, I felt I was young. First of all, I was the youngest. I think the youngest runners up or nominee or whatever you would call that. Mm-hmm. And all these guys were way older. They had experience, and a lot was going on. So I had the chance to apply, but I didn't apply for that year. That's 2020, actually. COVID time, I COVID, didn't apply. Yeah. And yet, there was all the time in the world we, we were not doing anything, but I felt like it wasn't the time. You know that feeling when you're like, no. Yeah. No. It's not time. So, <clears throat> yeah, that happens. Now, even in 2020, I take part in the media challenge um, uh, competition still. Uh, and then now for the other year, now 2021, that's when I applied for the fellowship. Now, before that, actually, I had started uh, volunteering with them on MCI Radio. That's the Media MCI Challenge Initiative Radio. I used to see you a lot and, on that. I used to see a lot of your posts on there. Actually, you hosted uh, one of the these younger models. I watched that, uh, Sharon Chiyimba. You remember her? Yeah, yes. I, I watched that too. That was, that was pretty cool. Like I said, I've been following you all your journey, so it's pretty cool to hear all this story. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. So, um, yeah... Um, I applied for uh, 2021, but then uh, I had like previously started working with them in like on a couple of projects. I would um, so I'm a voiceover artist as well. I do adverts, documentaries, and promotion. Yep. I was I was gonna so, I'm gonna come to that too. I have a few questions on, on about that too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I get into the fellowship now. In the fellowship, that's when they actually told me that you know you're chasing this TV thing, but you have. A good radio voice and mm-hmm. i didn't know that man i like and, and then when they told me that i was like but yeah you're telling me i have a good radio voice but i want tv pretty much so i don't know how that's going to work out but <laughs> <laughs> i i decided to give it a short radio and everyone that would you know listening would keep on uh commenting and telling you yeah you're doing well improve on this and that uh you can you know try to you know look up these people or so I just kept on, you know, doing a lot of research around it and just working towards becoming a better, a better personality on radio. Because I believe that sometimes there is something that we want, but we, I mean, we don't have the opportunities to get that thing that we want. And yet there are, there are opportunities that are there that can, you know, help you to ground you into something that you want in the future. So radio was around at the time that i wanted to do tv and i couldn't reach tv so why not try out radio and i mean you never know i'll get tv sometime that is that is definitely right that is definitely right and i'm glad you hit on that point because it's in life people miss that step like once you miss that like sometimes we are so focused to like this is what i want and then we, you kind of blind out on another opportunity that you could take that would one time lead you to where you want to go. Like, that's why there's short, uh, no, not shortcuts, but I would say a detour. Okay, so the way a detour mm-hmm. is like you're on this route, but in front of that road, there's a lot block because uh, they're working on that road. But there's another road that you can take that will take you to your final destination without going in a straight line. So, like, it's not a shortcut because shortcuts sound good and sometimes they're not right but a detour sounds better a detour sounds better so like you can take a detour but and it's 
people who know my story, you know how I ended up where I'm at. Like, I had a detour in my journey, but I ended up where I need to be. And sometimes, even if you want TV, but you might be good for radio. Or like, and I, like Christians say, like believers say, like, sometimes we make decisions, but God determines our steps and knows what, what we, we're good for. Like, we might think we're good for TV, but then really, you're really good at radio. Like, and that, that can work. Today's episode is sponsored by Dance of Gamers. Dance of Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone set, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.danceofgamers.co. That is www.danceofgamers.co. Yeah, talking about that, um, as, as I finish talking about this, um, you know, when, when, I, when I started doing the radio, I actually got a TV gig. Out really? Of it. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was brief. Now, what's surprising is, <laughs> oh my God, you know, God has a way of doing things. What's surprising is I got to work with the TV that's come. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to work with, you know, through the whole radio thing because they, they saw me somewhere. Uh, they probably also saw me host some event uh, because I, I worked for them for like two years. It was a gig that I did, but it was more, you know, getting out there, doing all these events during COVID. And they did a lot of online events. You know, at that time, that's when, you know, events became more online. Uh, people, people had to vibe from home and, you know, just chill. And this event is on, like live on TV. And yeah, the party is at your home, but it's on TV as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the kind of thing that I did with them for a, a teens show. It was like a teens yeah. show. And yeah, I, I was like, okay, so this is really interesting. I'm, I'm doing radio and these people are already, uh, you know, supporting me. And I've gotten so many other offers to work on TV, just that sometimes I feel like, no, they're not, they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I, I don't I don't like taking up things just because just because it's there. Mm-hmm. I always look at what it's gonna be like in the long run. Right. I don't want to take you to take up an opportunity and then after like a month I'm telling you, yo, you know what, I'm bailing out mm-hmm. and, and you know, stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, I've gotten so many offers to work on TV and I just felt like they were not what I needed to do mm-hmm. at the time. Sometimes it's good for your brand too to protect your brand because if you keep doing that, then it puts a bad picture on your brand. Like you go to this place, uh, you weren't really ready for it, and then you leave in like two weeks and you go to another place. So people will look at you like he's all over the place. But once you know what you want and yeah. when you want it, when you want it, that's always good. So I'm going to bring you to how you landed, the journey, how you landed to NRG Radio. But before we go into that, and uh, I appreciate people listening in and listening to this podcast. Sometimes I schedule this podcast. I'm like, oh, we're going to just talk for like 30 minutes. But the conversation gets so good and you want to listen because you love to know about the person and it ends up like going longer. But we touched about voiceover artists. And I've seen multiple people nowadays being voiceover artists. Um, what does that look like? Because you're an artist and you're a coach of a voiceover. What does a voiceover person do? And how do you coach other people to do it? Wow. Now, if I tell you how I started voicing, you won't even believe it. I didn't even know something like voiceovers or voicing existed uh, at the time when I started doing it because I was pretty much, you know, this 
this child that used to watch TV all the time, and I was watching all these cartoons, and I just kept on imitating what they would sound like, what they, they kept on saying. And then on TV, I kept on, you know, like recording my own renditions of the adverts or promos that I saw that are being, you know, that were being played at the time. Uh, so when I kept on recording, my friends told me that you can actually do that. It's people that do that. At first, I thought that, you know, it was maybe a computer or some Sam. robot something or some technology. That was the same <laughs> way too. I thought it was like people who do ads and stuff. I thought it was just find some random voice and just, I don't know. I didn't think it was people like normal people. Yeah. So that's it. But then, um, so I started, like I, I was doing that all throughout um, uh, the years, let's say from, from the time I was like about 15, 16, 17, 18. So I just kept on recording myself and, you know, just imitating all these things that I kept on seeing uh, the documentaries the people like Ryan Seacrest, the people like, I just kept on, even the movies, you know, yeah. the movies that have uh, these narrations, you know, that part when it's starting and they're like over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, kept on, <laughs> I kept on imitating them and um, it, it just hit me hard to realize that, oh, I'm actually someone that can do voiceovers. Uh, so I got a... Um, I got to attend some online trainings um, when, when um, I think it was during the COVID period when I was home, like for that, for, for those, for those years, two years home, I, I attended some online courses, uh, some master classes, some trainings, virtual trainings, mostly uh, because there are these, you know, voiceover, voiceover academies, but most of them are, you know, not in Uganda. In Uganda, we don't have it, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much. That's why, I, that's why I, I was, I was surprised when I see people who do that, and I want to know, like, how they were able to achieve that. And that's why I asked you the question, yeah. like, some of the things we don't have, yeah. like, but you want to know how somebody was able to, to get over that to be that person. Yeah, so the first gigs that I did in voicing, I used to record with my phone. I had this Samsung phone that had high quality sound. Somehow, I don't know how, but the sound was really top notch. So whenever I would be home, <laughs> this is my <laughs> colleague. <laughs> Very stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whenever I would be home, I would just get my phone. And now people thought, I mean, of course, I, I wouldn't tell the client that, yo, I don't have a studio. Right? I don't have a <laughs> no, studio. So. No, you don't tell a client that. You say, I have it. I, I can do it. Just say, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Yeah. So well, every time I would get a gig, I would wait when it's like, you know, dead silent, like at night, silence, that kind of silence that there was nothing that would be hard. I would wait for that moment at night around, uh, let's say, 2 a.m. or, or 3 a.m. in the mm. morning. I would wake up. Uh, get my phone, get, you know, like a, like a, like a handkerchief and mm -hmm. put on my, like down on, on the speaker, speakers of the phone. Mm -hmm. And then I would record out voice. Now, surprisingly, the voice would be so clean. <laughs> it would be like studio quality. And every time I did that and I would send to the client and I don't know how I got blessed because, yeah. you know, in sound we have things like there's, um, there's like dead air or there's, you know, that, 
there's the, those gaps like when you maybe your breath or something mm-hmm. like in the in the in the audio mm-hmm. for some reason like those things never used to happen wow. those projects <laughs> i don't know how how it just <laughs> happened and you know that morning voice when you've woken up you're just from sleep it's so deep mm-hmm. so every time i did that people were like, oh my gosh you sound so good oh my gosh and then people some people used to think i even edit or boost on the sound but i did i never did any of yeah. that so um that's how i started out um i i did like just a few projects for um you know some friends uh friends of friends some mm-hmm. shops some you know small scale mm-hmm. uh, businesses in town they kept on giving me their ads and all that so um now after that when i joined the fellowship that's when i learned how to edit sound how to uh record that's when i got exposed uh to the whole studio setup how things are supposed to be um then i also got the chance to you know i had the the studio the mci studio to myself to mm-hmm. record everything that right. i wanted um so pretty much but then now about the coaching um yes i i attended all these online uh, master classes and all that they exposed me to a lot in voiceovers i i got all this knowledge that i wanted to like you know really pass on to people that are interested and then also um i have some other coaches some people that have been in the industry for some time here in Uganda in Kampala and every every other time that i have to record something with them they tell me you know they would coach me and tell me no now for this kind of art you have to sound like this for this you have to do this do this and that so it just gave me the knowledge and i i didn't know at first but then at at when i was at the media challenge initiative i i started coaching people you know without even knowing that i'm coaching them right. and that's when they told me do like dude you're actually a voice over coach and then i'm oh am i one okay okay <laughs> cool cool so <laughs> so that's that's how i started like you know coaching and Whoa. it's it's going well right yeah. now i can really coach anything yeah. you know voice over if it's a documentary uh a promo like i can coach pretty much anything mm-hmm. and i'll get the perfect uh you know take from that person that's really good and like from what you've explained like even if like from what you explained how you were able to make yours work that's something you can share with another person like that's considered coaching right there like even that first step like hey this is what i did and like me like when somebody reaches out to me hey i want to start a podcast how did you start i'll tell you my story it doesn't mean that that's how everybody else did theirs so like it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. every voice over uses some phone and put a handkerchief but you did it your way and it worked and you can tell teach somebody else to do it their way and that that's pretty cool it's always good to pass on uh what you you've learned and we've been talking about this so uh, we've been talking for like almost now an hour and uh, one of the questions they ask in america when i when i go anywhere it's like how did you learn so english your english is so good i'm like this is <laughs> like everybody in america everybody so when yeah. I listen to you on radio, when I listen to you talk, it's like this dude has like some good English. It's not like he's he's in America or somewhere. He's in Uganda. How did you come up with your English? I know you mentioned about doing literature, and I know literature people were smart. I did literature for two days and I quit because it was it was <laughs> it wasn't for me. I am the, a fine art yeah. guy, and uh, but like, how were you able to pull that off to be able to be fluent in English and this thing to still? say here like you to sound like the way you sound on radio was it school was it something you did by yourself i know you also mentioned about watching tvs and maybe that would pick up how were you able to pull that up 
Uh, I think I've, I've always been very intentional about <laughs> everything from, from when I was a child. Now, this is something that, you know, shocks me. It doesn't even surprise me. It shocks me every time. I'm like, this intentionality, how, how on earth, you know, from the time I was a, as a kid, so when I when when I when I told you I went to a really good primary school, mm -hmm. it was um, it was like an international school. It wasn't an international school, uh, but it was that level. Uh, when you talk about the curriculum, when you talk about uh, if you, if you look at the teachers that taught us, um, there were very eloquent people. I I don't know if they got some of them from somewhere out of the country. I don't know what they did, but that's the kind of education that I had initially as my foundation. Uh, from from uh, you know part of my kindergarten, the whole of my primary school. In fact, <laughs> I I want to believe that as a child, I even used to sound better. <laughs> I used to speak I, I used to speak better English. Yeah. But then um, when I went to high school and went to all these uh, you know traditional schools, I I I didn't have good Luganda at all. Hmm. It's something that I've taught myself throughout my my teenage years, even my grandma, because you know. My grandma wanted me to Olimwana Muganda, Actually, I think I've told you this before. And you were Mamba Yes. My big brother is in Suvuga, Suvuga Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, man. So my grandma my grandma kept on, you know, putting pressure on me. You have to learn Uganda. You have you you are not white, so you have to find a way of, you know, settling in. So yeah, but I think part of uh how I sound is my primary school, my, my, my foundation, basically my teachers. Uh, we used to have a lot of, uh, you know, even British, uh, somewhere British, I think somewhere African, but maybe went to school there or something. Mm -hmm. So it, it contributed a lot to how I sound. And, you know, I think I also have a feeling, you know, as a child, you imitate, you know that, right? Yeah. 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 As a child, as a child, you're going to imitate your teacher in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You're going to imitate, you, you're going to try to sound like your teacher because they are teaching you and sometimes they even ask you questions or they, they want you to repeat what mm -hmm. they're saying. And so, like the way they pronounce words is how, that's how you're going to pick it up. Like that's how you're going to yeah. learn. So, yeah. So pretty much. But then now when it comes to my, um, I think like my enunciation, my, uh, my pronunciation, my articulation, that is something that I've worked on because as a voice of artist, um, I've always told myself that I am not just a Ugandan, you know, a typical Ugandan voice of artist. Mm -hmm. I am a global brand. I should be able to record a voiceover that is going to play in Europe right. or in America or, mm -hmm. you know. So as a global brand, you have to work on your sound. You have to work on your pronunciation. It has to be something that is global that anybody can you know, understand, anybody can hear and know that this is what you're trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that answered my question. And uh, there's a friend of mine, shout out to Tracy Mimi. Uh, she works with, uh, what's her name? They, they do Cells Warrior. There's a guy, Cells Warrior, I don't remember. Um, but she speaks like like Americans and she grew up in Uganda. <laughs> so I call her Muzungu. Even when I was still in Uganda before I came to America, like her accent was like that. So I, I call her Americana, like even like the way she pronounces words and like the way she speaks when she's talking. So I call her Americana. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it either on your social media or anywhere, but I came up with this name, Swagger King, because every time I see your Instagram post or like your dress code, you're a party. 
so anyway, like you dress up. Um, so I called you a Soga King. Like, how did you pick, <laughs> pick that up? Like, what? You, I know you're in media now, and you have to dress a certain way. But like, how do you come up with your yeah. dress codes and all that? So I, I want to believe fashion has always been in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I've loved fashion for a very long time. And now the funny thing is, I don't think there's anyone that I've drawn inspiration from. Like none of my parents, no one, no one at home, like pretty much. But I've I've always loved to dress. I love I love to look good. Now I, I think I think you also know this. Um, when you look good, like it helps with your confidence. You mm -hmm. are so confident when you look good. Hundred percent. So that's the thing. That's the thing, pretty much. So I love to look good. I I just love to dress. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who loves art and fashion and you know, respects the industry like so massively. I, I always have to make a statement. Yeah. Even when I don't intend to, it just happens. Yeah. I know I like to give credit where credit's due. I know girls do a lot. If a girl sees another girl dressed up so nice, they'll be like, I kinda care that girl. Can close the can you mean you? I know that's <laughs> like, that's not in, in guys like guys when somebody just yeah, that, that, that looks good. Like where do you get a watch? Where do you get a sneaker? Because you you like it and like you give the credit. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. I saved the best for the last because it's big news and a person who has been following your journey, for me, when I saw it was a big deal. Like, I know it made a big deal for you, but like somebody who has watched you and now listened to your journey, landing the job at NRG Radio. I saw when they were coming up, uh, when they were coming out. And I think I saw when they were trying to get people to work at the radio where they did the same thing you explained at some point where they asked people to record their voices, and then they will post it. Tell me this. I don't want to tell the story, but like, tell me the story of Jenny, like when the opportunity came and how it's going. Wow. <laughs> so, um, energy. I, I mean, I love energy. I, um, when I saw them coming to Uganda, I, I, I looked at them and I was like, okay, my goodness, this is my kind of space. Like, this, this is so me. You know how you look at something and you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. I don't know why I'm not there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I just kept on praying to God. I'm like, God, why am I not there? Like that, that is, that is my kind of space. That is like everything around here is so me. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was still with MCI, mm -hmm. MCI radio. So, uh, I have a friend who already, who had already gotten the job here at NRG. She, she's also, uh, and uh, she's also alumni from uh, from MC uh, from MCI. Mm -hmm. She was part of the Media Challenge Initiative Fellowship Program of uh, 2020. Uh, she's she's called she's called Sandra. So Sandra was already here. She she already had a show, and I asked her, you know how? Because we I think we had gone to to inspire the the current cohort of the fellowship class, and we had gone as alumni. So I kept, I talked I talked to Sandra. I, I just pulled her and asked her like, man, how do I get into energy? Okay, and then I, she told I me, I can oh. imagine that in you get a month because I check wing energy. Exactly, <laughs> man. Yeah, that is it. That is it. I'm like asking Sandra, man, how do I get in? And then she tells me, yo, you know what? Um, so people have to submit, like the whole um. Because they, they asked for, they were looking for presenters, they were looking for DJs, content creators, and social media managers. So she tells me, yo, there is this thing, we're going to have this um, 
these auditions, the contests. So right now, that is the only way you're going to get in. And God knows, I mean, I've had a very bad experience with competitions. My yeah. submitting got it, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm like, huh, am I ready to go through this hassle? Mm-hmm. Am I ready? And then she tells me, yeah, man, well, that's the only way. Then I tell her, you know what, first go and ask. Go and ask. I mean, I can, I'm willing to do anything if it's if it's to come and record a demo, to come and see them and talk to them. She goes ahead and asks as well, and they tell her that that's the only way, the only way right now is through that kind of submission. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking right now. Um, I'm thinking like, how is it gonna look for a radio presenter working with MCI who has everything branded MCI recording themselves a video? talking about energy radio because in the video you had to be like yo 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 what's up there's yeah. something new in town i'm talking about energy radio yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. and then you post on your <laughs> socials and then you apply so i'm thinking how is this going to look how are my fans gonna react how like it, am i not going to be looked at as a traitor or some mm-hmm. something of some sort and it like it took me a week and some days thinking about that and yet i i, I badly wanted to submit because I'm like, I think I should. So anyways, um, I talked to my friends and most of them told me, no, mm-hmm. those people are going to, you remember what happened with, hey, yeah. everyone is telling me their own take and I got now confused. But anyways, two days to the deadline, I'm there and now um, my, and I, like, I'm, I'm just there, like really my mind is low enough. I'm thinking about all these things. But then, at the end of it all, I'm like, that is my kind of place. So let me just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's there to lose? And I think at that time, my, my old Instagram had gotten hacked. So my old Instagram got hacked. And I, I really got sad because I had really taken time to build that account. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so the opportunity that I saw in that was I'm creating a new account that doesn't have many of my fans and followers. So that means I can post this video clip on this account <laughs> and, <laughs> and then apply. <laughs> yeah. So God always has a way of doing things. So I post the clip on that new Instagram. I apply without even expecting much, really. Mm. I'm like, oh, but they might say that um, this account has very few followers. No, we can't take him on board or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I submit um, after like a couple of days, because I submitted two days to the deadline. And like after some days, um, they make an announcement. Oh, yo, we're going to be releasing. Because they got like thousands of submissions from me. I was going to say like, I have a lot, some followers on Instagram that I would, like I saw the same clip. I saw a lot of people making that audition like on their Instagram pages. So there was a lot. Yeah. So they come out and they're like, yo, man, we're going to be releasing the list of the top 100 submissions. Are you going to be on the list? Let's wait up. And then <laughs> next thing, they released the list and I was number nine on the list. Nice. Now, guess what? Like the whole time I was doing this thing, I kept it top secret. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my workmates. I didn't tell anyone. I kept it to me. So then, uh, of course, when that happened, they called us, they gave us calls and called us uh, for auditions, live auditions, yeah. And uh, so that day, I think it was, no, it was a Saturday, actually, yeah. I didn't have work, thankfully. So I come here for auditions, live auditions, 
I meet some faces that I knew and <laughs> I knew what was going to get out. Yeah. <laughs> but but I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just let, let me just let the world do its thing, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> so I did the live audition, the first edition. It went well, quite smoothly. And then uh, they, after that audition, they, 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 they tell us they're going to release the list of the top 50 uh, people that auditioned. So they released the list of the top 50 and I was number five on the list. I don't know if they were ranking according to performance or yeah. I don't know what they were doing. Just your name showed um, up on number so, five. Yeah, from number nine and then like yeah. number five, I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. So now the first day, on the first day of auditions, when I came here, I told most of these guys that were, that were already working here. Mm -hmm. I told them, yo, we're going to be workmates very soon. Wait up. <laughs> we're going to be working together. <laughs> And then, like, most of them just kept on looking at me with that bombastic side eye, like, dude, like, what the hell? Yeah. You're, you're this confident. Dude, you <laughs> might even fail. They, they kept on giving me that eye, but I kept on telling them, yeah. you don't know what's coming up. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. So, <laughs> so, top 50, they release the list. I'm number five. We come back for live auditions still. Uh, we audition again uh, for another stage. Now, it, it just kept on becoming harder. The auditions mm. kept on, you know, becoming harder. What do they have you do when uh, you come for the live auditions? Like, what kind of the small things like you, you have to do to show to them that you can do? So, so for the first audition, it was really smooth. Uh, they would tell you, imagine you're starting maybe a, a morning show. Uh, like, do something like you're on air, like you're doing this morning show, something like that. Or... Imagine a song has been playing and then like you're getting back on air. You know, yeah. for the first audition was simple things really. Now for the second audition, what they did, they paired us. Okay, they grouped us, not even paired us. So they would get a girl, a girl who's auditioning for presenting, a boy who's, who's auditioning uh, for presenting, a DJ, uh, a social media handler, plus a content creator, and they would form a group, a group of five. So they formed different groups of five and they tasked us to uh, create content for shows. You you decide your own show name, your own ideas, your own everything, and then you come the other day. They they gave us only one day, and then we also had to you know create content that is out of studio, that is just you know out in public, selling the radio station and everything. Right. And and then like on Saturday we had auditions. So meanwhile you're working with strangers. You've never seen these guys before because. They made sure that they paired you with people. Okay, they grouped you with people that you don't know at all. So yeah, I, I get to work with these guys. Now this is like, this was my favorite. Like, I don't know. These guys were so good. The, the, like the first group they paired, the, uh, the first group they grouped me with, uh, the first, uh, you know, people that I got to work with, the girl that I was co-hosting with, uh, she's called Christine. Um, the boy who was doing the social media, the, the other person that was doing content, plus the DJ, they were amazing. I think, like, I've never worked with strangers and felt so comfortable in my whole life. Yeah. So it was, it was a smooth ride. We, like, we were all, you know, when you're, you're, you're like, like, you're all grounded, you decide no one is trying to, like, out-compete or argue with anyone, anybody, everything is just smooth. So we come back, we do the, uh, that, uh, that round of auditions, we nail it. And I mean, we did pretty well. We didn't have any <laughs> negative feedback from the judges. So we kind of felt like we, we were going we were gonna to advance to the next round. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, now we're releasing top 30. Ah, now the pressure got worse. 
but it started getting wild. People back. started getting scared. People, yeah, people started getting scared because I mean, we had we we always saw like I mean, you 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 had met this person in the other round. Next thing you know, they're off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so top thirty, they released the list. We were the top two people, me and Christine, uh, my co-host in the other round. We were the top two people like on the list. Yeah, Christine number one, Ishak number two. We're like, wow, okay. Now at this time, what had already gotten out? You can imagine. Yeah. Everyone at my workplace knows. Some people already think I'm working with energy, yet I'm still <laughs> auditioning. Oh my goodness. People come into my DMs telling me, yo, dude, congratulations. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't even have the energy to explain to them that, oh my gosh, no, I'm still auditioning. So I'll just tell them, oh man, thanks. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it. Yeah. And then I kept on praying to God that, oh my God, God, please help me. I need to get this because if I don't get this, I'm going to get embarrassed. Embarrassed, Yeah. This embarrassment, I shan't overcome. Right. So, yeah. So, um, top 30, we do another round. Uh, we still advance. I, I, I mean, top now for top 30, they also grouped us now with other people, like other strangers. So they Mm -hmm. kept on like, you know, reshuffling and all that. So uh, for Top 30, I, I worked with some people. They were, they were fair people. They were not as good as the other ones, but they were fair people. We did something nice. Um, there was some negative feedback, but it mostly came because of the chemistry, because I feel like we were like totally different personalities and we were, yeah, somehow, um, I, I, I want to believe they always see what they're looking for in an audition. Yeah. So in the finale, I, I reached the finale uh, Christine, the other girl that I was with in the top 50 group, mm-hmm. reached the finale. Like everyone that I worked with in the top, rather in the top 50 round, reached yeah. the finale. And when we reached the finale, we had to do now live shows and air with audience, like real audience listening in and judges judging us and God knows what they said about us. Because, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> we were in studio and now imagine, imagine, there is someone who has never been in studio. At least I felt comfortable because yeah. I've had a similar experience. Yeah. Imagine someone who has been home all their life or just to the bar or something. They've mm. never been in a studio already. Like they're, they're sweating and like everything. The pressure was just too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, um, it happens. The finale happens. And then now reaching the time of announcement, I don't want to think or believe that I knew I was going to win because... There were so many talented people, people that equally deserve the opportunity. Right. Yeah. But there's a way God makes you feel something in your gut mm-hmm. that something is going to happen to you. Yeah. There's a way because from, from the get-go, I mean, when I told these guys that I'm gonna work here, yeah, I was pretty it. confident. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the day of the finale reaches, we go um, so the celebrations were uh, the Afro DJ Festival, that's when, because Energy, Energy was like an official partner. Mm-hmm. So that's when they announced the winners of, you know, the, the winning team, the winning crew that is going to be joining Energy Radio. And I'm there, like, you know, all looking bougie and nice. Yeah. And I was looking good that night. I, I, I think I saw, saw, the I saw the, yeah, I saw the pictures on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I was looking, man, like that night I was looking so good. In fact, <laughs> so guess what? That night, um, like there were, there, were, there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of artists and dancers 
famous people that came from Nigeria, from South Africa, from like all those countries. They were all like, you know, uh, invited to come for the event because it was quite regional and all that. So surprisingly, <laughs> when I reached when I reached the event, mm-hmm. people thought I was some sort of like big celebrity, celebrity. from abroad. <laughs> 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 big boy Shaka, Ingidel from Canada. <laughs> Great. Like everywhere I'm passing, people are giving me way, like, oh my gosh, like when I wanna I'm just there. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, they, they they make the announcement, I'm announced Radio King and this I mean, I was very excited about yeah, it, that's but I have like yeah. I have this thing within me. Like I'm somebody that feels a lot for the people around me. Mm-hmm. So, I yes, I was happy I won, but then I kept on like it was a very strange night. I'm seeing like some of the contestants crying, some like really heartbroken and everything, and it's like really strange and weird energy around. So. I was very excited, but I'm somebody, like I told you, like I feel a lot for the people around me. Yeah. So I had all these feelings of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, but all oh, these guys also really deserved, mm-hmm. you know, something nice out of this. But yeah, God always does his thing, you know. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. That's amazing to hear your journey. And the reason why I do all these podcasts and I sit down and people... I don't know. Some people, I have a belief that if somebody doesn't want to listen to it, it's not meant for them. But like for you, telling your story like that, a young child or a young shark is going to be listening out there and it's like, oh, this guy did it. I can do it too. Like, oh, I can make it. And it's really exciting to see a person. I didn't, I don't know. I've not met you personally, but like having the following on social media and we talked about how we connected in the beginning you see that these connections come for a reason like you never know what's going to happen down the road but like following somebody's life and i'm happy for you and i know you just landed an, a show breakfast club in the morning how yeah. is that how is yeah. that how are you excited about that oh my gosh yo my guy <laughs> so i love my show so much um it's it's the energy breakfast club. We do it, we do it from six a.m. to uh, to ten a.m. Mondays to Fridays. Now the whole now the trick or the hardship comes with waking up early, man. You know I have to wake up. I have to be up every like every day uh, from Monday to Friday at three thirty, three thirty a.m. I have to be up and preparing because my my driver picks me up at at like around four thirty. So I have to be at work by five a.m for prep of the show and then the show starts at 6 a.m man like it's 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 a it's a very big um it's a very big uh transition uh you know from my usual like pattern my usual you know routine of waking up and everything but i'm loving the process because i'm working with very energetic people i mean look at prince she is amazing Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah and then even christine now christine is uh Kristen is my co-host on the breakfast show as well. And she's the girl that I did the auditions with in really? the top 50. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen the picture of all the f- four of you. Um, I'm yet to tune in. I won't, I'm not going to lie at you because the time zones are really, like, different, like, to tune in. Mm. But I usually follow your guys' social media and see all that. Um, but one time, I'll catch that time because I think 6 a.m. are your 
guys time i'm usually sleeping i mean like bed because of the times different time yeah. zones but like if there's anything pre-recorded or anything i'll usually catch it up on your guys social media but i'm excited for your opportunity to get to work with those people prim um christine i i think i i on that list i knew you and prim those are the only familiar faces i knew the other two guys i wasn't so familiar with them but now i know christine because you've talked about her on here but yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I the sky's the limit. Thank um, you. Just go for it. Sky's the limit. Thank You're doing you, great. I'm I'm proud of you. I like to see other people succeed. I might not know you personally, but I'm actually planning to come to Uganda. So when I come to Uganda, I'm gonna try to meet all the guys that I've had on the podcast to just kind of meet them in person and just build that. I know yeah. the podcast has helped me to connect with people, build friendships, and now I want to have those physical um relationship with you people so but i have a few questions i want to ask <laughs> right? you um these small questions and you can give me short answers for them but what has been a life lesson you've learned in life to this point the biggest life lesson that i've learned uh to this point in life is you know sometimes you just have to let life life do its thing right uh i i, I believe we are not patient enough i i personally have learned patience over time that yes, you might want something, you might really badly need something, but you have to, I mean, you can do whatever it takes for you to get what you want, but then let life do its thing. Mm -hmm. You know, God always knows that, um, you know, something is going to find you when you're ready. Because I want to believe if Energy Radio phoned me last year, I I, I don't think I would be good enough for it, or mm -hmm. I would be ready to take, to, to assume all these, uh, you know, responsibilities that I have right now. Um, so yeah, just let life do its thing. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Patience is very important. It pains a lot. Oh, God knows. Yeah. I am not so patient, but <laughs> I am learning. Yeah. Uh, the other question is what gets you excited about life? Uh, <laughs> I'm a very excited person, like yeah. pretty much all the time. <laughs> I'm very vibrant. Yeah. That's one of my, um, strong attributes, but what gets me excited is, to see how, you know, things build up, how, uh, you know, how, how good things just keep on happening, how my life keeps on blossoming even when, when I didn't know something is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, good things keep on happening. And, yeah, it just keeps me excited and knowing that, yeah, I actually have a chance to, to become the person that I want to be, you know. That's, that's amazing. My final question is a signature question on the podcast. And this question is, who would you like to see on my podcast next as a guest? And you're going to have to help me find this person to be my next guest on the podcast. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, so this, this is actually, I don't even have to overthink this. Um, my co-host, Prim. You know, Prim has done radio for over 10 years. She's, she was at Galaxy for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I feel like you guys can talk about a lot of things, uh, you know, how she's managed to build her brand. Uh, she's a very strong radio personality brand here in Uganda, here mm -hmm. in Kampala. Everyone pretty much loves her. She connects with the young people so well. She has, she has that young and very, you know, strong and spirited aura around her. So yeah. she would really make a good... Uh, you know, person on the podcast. It's funny because if you had given me another person, I was going to give you a task to find Prim. That was the next question I was going to. If you had <laughs> given me another name, I was going to say, I'm going to give you another task to find Prim. But I'm so happy that that's the person 
you recommended because I was like, I yeah. would really love to sit down with her. And I've followed her journey too. I was listening to Galaxy FM. I have a few friends who work there. And when she was leaving and all that stuff and even her life, personal life. So it'd be really cool to sit down with her and have a conversation. So you can connect me with her and then I'll definitely reach out with her to send an official request or invite for her if it's something she's interested in. Um, and then we'll have her on the show. But once again, Shaq, I appreciate your time and thanks for being on the podcast. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. Alhamdulillah. So I really appreciate you and let's stay connected and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Peace out, my brother. Okay. Bye. Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.